0: Alright, right, so welcome once again to the Coffee and Heroes podcast. Again, I'm your host, Alan, owner and operator of Coffee and Heroes in Smithfield Market. As you guys know, we're currently in unit 16, but we're getting ready to make the move to a larger unit, uh, literally the one just beside us. Uh, So just changing up the podcast a little bit this time. Uh, One of the things we like to try and do in the store is promote local work, local artists, whether it's the little local artist corner we have where people display their artwork or it's stocking local titles um from different writers and different artists uh we like to try and showcase that there is actually talent out there in belfast you know everybody just thinks with comics they all come from the states or, or all the best writers are scottish uh looking at you graham morrison mark miller etc uh but there is a lot of great talent here at the moment a lot of excitement you know it's probably easier than ever to get your work out there now you've more um tools at your disposal whether it's social media kickstarter campaigns Maybe easy is the wrong word, Uh, maybe there's just more tools available out there uh, as our guest will chat about today. He's successfully funded some Kickstarter campaigns, he's ended up probably with a few grey hairs on his head towards the end of some of those campaigns, but we're happy to report happy endings all the way with those so far. Uh, So yeah, today's guest's name is Roddy, Roddy McCants. Uh Roddy's been coming to the store pretty much since we opened. Um he first walked through the door as a a fresh-faced rider. Uh clean-shaven, you know, styled hair. Now he's a bit rougher around the edges, I would say, you know, big thick beard. The the life of a writer, if you will. Uh, but Roddy came in, we just had a really good chat. He had asked us about stocking his book. We we jumped straight on it, happy to do it. Um happy to promote it as well We've a lot of regulars who have, who have picked up his book and that reminds me I do have a copy upstairs that Kieran would like signed and <laughs> he'll never uh, he'll yeah. forgive me if nice. I do this interview nice. and you don't, uh, you don't get uh, signing that for him. So uh, yeah, no further ado, I'll, I'll let Roddy tell you all about himself as well. We've got a few questions, just, just here to have a bit of fun with it and also give a little bit of exposure and let you know where you can find his work. So uh, at 10.45 in the morning... Very awake, yeah, I'm guessing. On a
1: Monday morning, yeah. On a
0: Monday, mo- bank Monday bank holiday Monday. Bank holiday Monday than no less. Welcome to Roddy. Hey, thanks for having me. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I've I've written down a few questions, as I say, just just have a bit of fun with it. I mean, just the easy place to start is just you know tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Okay, um, so my name's Roddy. Um, as you've said, um, like I've done a few Kickstarters. Um, Successful, Kickstarters. successful Kickstarter. Yeah, key I part haven't though. just uh, launched them and given up. Um, yeah, I'm uh, a writer from from Belfast. I'm very very local. Um, not Scottish, as you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I started writing comics maybe well when I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Didn't finish. Um, didn't finish a few, um, and then when I was maybe about twenty six, I was like, you know what? I'm not really happy with anything. So I'm like love comics like most of my life. So I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna go for this. And then I sort of started writing short stories. I've heard like short stories was the way to go. You write some short stories and then you build yourself up. Yeah. So wrote a <clears throat> short story that took it's quite funny, it took like three years to get published. But it was accepted after mm-hmm. it was the first thing the first short script I ever wrote got accepted mm-hmm. to be published, but it took three years to be published. But I took that as like a kind of sign, like it was meant to be, like yeah. you're meant to go for this. And so from there, um I joined Comics Experience, the workshop. Um it's like an online forum. And I just sort of developed from there, sort of learned <clears> how <throat> to write scripts and learned how to write more dialogue, understand like the process for an artist mm-hmm. and how hard it is. Um how hard it is for someone to take your ideas and make it like and just put it on a page
0: suppose put your ideas on the page but also their own stamp on it as well
1: exactly that's do you know what the the most important thing about comics is collaboration it's not you're not one person you're not you're not a writer you're not an artist you're a writer and an artist team yeah it's a team it's like collaboration is the best part of comics but um yeah so um it's gone from there i run my own small press publishing company now called Fracture Press, which spiraled out of our very first Kickstarter called Tales of the Fractured Mind, which Available was, at Coffin Heroes. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, so don't all come down at once. But yeah, it so it went from there, I did that and then sort of the idea, my girlfriend gave me the idea. We were sort of like batting around like a sequel or like a spiritual sequel. And I was like, I have these ideas for like these Anthologies. So I was like, anthologies are something that I love about comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of fe- feel like anthologies are like, you know, mixtapes. You put yeah. all this cool stuff together and you get like this different whole part. Um, but yeah, we were battling around and then she came up with like socially conscious comics. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it just went from there
0: as always we uh we always have guests coming yeah. through the store, I mean being in open business and all the rest so this is one of our uh, uh, regulars, of Paul, so you might hear his voice in the background a little bit but uh yeah, I mean anthology series uh, they're 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 kind of the bedrock of comics a little bit I mean, you even look at something like action comics one thousand it's yeah essentially an anthology story, an anthology book, I should say, uh different creators, different artists working on different stories so Uh, And then this week, we actually have Amazing Spider-Man 800 coming out. So I would imagine uh there'll probably be a little bit of that as well. I mean, is there a single piece of writing or artwork that you saw, a movie that you saw, a book that you read that made you think, I want to be a writer?
1: Yeah, looking at it right now, actually. Looking at it right now. On the shelves, I'll see if you can... On the
0: shelves. If if I had to guess looking at our display, I would have to say Preacher. Nope. No, oh, no. that's surprising. Um, I'm a
1: big preacher fan. But, I um, doubt it's kick ass. Um, no, no. <laughs>
0: and I seriously doubt it's Quantum and Woody from Valiant. I uh, never read that one actually. Hellblazer have to be the other one, I suppose. No. no? Is it? Is it? Can I only or see yeah. the spine of it? No, but? you can see the the front of it. Nice one. Witches. Yep. Really. Yep. I, witches. Suppose I, witches I, was the one. I suppose I just think with witches that um, I mean, first of all, phenomenally great story, yeah, you know, Scott course, Schneider yeah. on writing, Jock on artwork. Um, yeah, yeah. I suppose Aww, I just I look at witches, sports. I suppose this is where time can be a bit cruel. It looks to, to me, I think witches came out a year ago, oh, you know, it probably came out about oh, five years yeah, ago. Five years, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. in my head with witches, I have this feeling that it actually came out like a year ago, that it's a fresh title. But yeah, I suppose it's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, We'll pause it there it when we sing, actually. Um, yeah, so we were just chatting there about the title that Roddy first came across that actually inspired him to become a writer and Witches.
1: Yeah, Witches, actually. Um, so, a little bit of background. So, I actually was living in Portugal at the time, um, wasn't very happy, was like, this isn't what I want. Um and then like I went to a comic book store. I hadn't when I was like eighteen to about like mid twenties, I was like comic books were my like greatest love and then it kinda fell by the wayside mm-hmm. a wee bit when I went travelling and it went away. Um and then yeah, I read Witches and then I just loved it. I loved the I loved the book, but I like maybe more importantly, I loved Scott Snyder, did like essays at the end. Yeah. And he was just just saying all this stuff he bought like he puts his fears and his worries and his like hopes and dreams and like everything he writes mm-hmm. and, like i was like do you know what like that like i want to be like that i want to write something as like good as witches and then it's
0: personal as well i yeah, suppose yeah really deeply personal book it's, it's interesting you mentioned that about witches because anyone i recommend that title to i always say one of the best parts of it is the four pages at the end that yeah, schneider writes yeah. about his influences and his fears as a child of going into the woods behind their house and yeah. all this kind of stuff like he even takes photos of it and to, uh, puts photos in there of certain parts of woods that scared him more than others and all this kind of thing so it's interesting you say that with uh with witches
1: yeah and then just like i think my love for scott snyder just kind of came from there i think everyone loves scott snyder yeah i mean he's
0: then, um he's one of the go-to guys in the industry yeah. I think I'm, I mean one of the pieces of advice we always give people who come into the store is don't follow stories follow creators you know yeah. if you like a writer's style or you like an art style just always keep an eye out for what they're doing next um, rather than trying to keep up to date with oh this story appeals to me I mean Schneider's a, a big seller in here Tom Keane as well yeah, great work yeah. he's doing on Batman Rick Remender's one that I recommend to a lot of people just through love of Deadly Class you've <laughs> heard this before yeah. Um, and then even Gar- the likes of Garth Ennis, you know, obviously through Preacher and Hellblazer and, you know, he's a recent one I called The Walk Through Hell. Um, so yeah, I always say follow creators, but it's an interesting point that that's what got you back into comics. Uh, I must say, I mean, Witches is a is a great wee title, but it's, yeah, it's almost... You didn't, a, ex- didn't expect that one. I really you? didn't. Yeah. I mean, my eyes just went straight to Preacher, <laughs> yeah. I have to say, you know. Uh, and the thing with Witches as well is it's just one six-issue miniseries at the moment. Yeah. There's talk of Witches 2. And they've been serializing a, a side story called uh Bad Egg yeah, in Image Plus. It, yeah. So I'm sure they'll collect that again sometime soon. Uh so I mean, with this uh interview we'll we'll go back a little earlier than that right now. I mean, what's the first thing you ever wrote? What's what's you were saying maybe eighteen, nineteen there thereabouts? I mean, is there a something yeah. specific, amazing piece of work I'm sure, from your past no. the first time you <laughs>
1: it's not like those those um I think those stories are dead
0: yeah you don't you don't lock them away in a drawer to look at 10 years later um,
1: i think they're on an old laptop that's been you know burnt crushed (laughs) then burnt
0: then threw off a cliff in a moment of frustration or no
1: (laughs) (laughs) just like please nobody ever read these again
0: can you remember what the first thing you ever wrote was what what
1: well do you know the first thing i ever wrote when i was like they were like fan fiction things like Uh transformers fan fiction when i was like 13 14 and then I remember the first, I'll tell you this, like the first thing I ever wrote was like about a when I was like 17. I actually finished the first issue of it. It was like, um, I think it was called Kiss Me when it was like about a deadly virus that was spread only by kissing, Uh huh. which, you know, like, I mean, that's not bad, but. Um,
0: Reminds me a little bit of a movie recently called It Follows. I don't know if you've ever seen I it. I haven't seen it. But no. it's to do with like, this um, supernatural entity that's uh, transmitted through sex. It's basically, ah, a, it's a movie all about the dangers of STDs and stuff like that, but yeah. in this movie they manifest as, you know, uh, as this horror character stalking the main characters. Yeah, um,
1: it was when I was 18, I just didn't have that. Wherewithal to put those messages in it, it was just very teen angsty.
0: Did you just have a really bad kissing experience with some yeah. girl sometime, and you just thought this is hell? Yeah, I think you we've know. all had
1: that.
0: <clears Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you said "kiss me," I was yeah. I was thinking of the uh the old song. I was thinking of it yeah. in Dawson's Creek. I can't even remember the name of the band. Halfpence, sixpence, six sixpence. I I can't yeah. remember. I, mean, um, I think it's
1: sixpence than the richer, but.
0: Well, I mean, just as a, a counterpoint question to that one, I mean, what's the first thing you ever then finished and just wrote the end and would, would uh, it have been kiss me?
1: No. Well, yeah, that that would have been that. But then the first thing I really took seriously was um, called, that's not your coffee. That's your coffee. coffee. I'll <laughs> set that down and lift my own. Um, yeah. So like, um, <clears throat> he, it was called, he calls you home. Mm hmm. And it was a six-page folk horror story that I kind of wrote after Witches. Okay. After I read Witches. um, And, like, a lot of the stuff I write is very... Like, I love Northern Ireland, and I wanted it. It was set in the Morn Mountains. It was, like, a folk horror about this girl who wakes up, and, like, she's on a camping trip, and her parents have gone missing, mm-hmm. and she stumbles, like, into this cult. And it was sort of like a future... Or a future shock, you know, yeah, from two thousand okay. AD. Um, so it's like it just builds up and builds up, and then you get a wee twist. Um, so I wrote that just about like maybe like my fears of like growing up and like just a kind of tribute to like the countryside. I love exploring. Mm-hmm. Like I love like there's a couple of things I love in life, and it's like comics, music, and like exploring and adventuring. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first thing I ever wrote, and it got like I touched it up and I sent it away to um, uh, Future Quick Press, they're called. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, oh, I love it. Um, but we only do, they have two different titles. One, Something Wicked, which only gets published like once a year. Yeah. And then he was like, we already have a backlog of stories, so it'll be a couple of years. <laughs> I was like, right.
0: But you just focus oh. <laughs> on the. but yeah. you like it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, but it was always sort of like a running joke between uh, like my friends and I. It's like, it's, I had like, tons of other things like pub well not tons but like i had a few other things published like in between like waiting for this one yeah uh that's like comic like working in comics kind of feels like you keep you're waiting and waiting and waiting so you have to like spin all these other plates of projects um but i'm looking to turn we've actually got uh, a pitch at the moment called the pillar of the gods which is the expanded version of he calls you home mm-hmm. and a guy called eric eric donovan um is doing the arts and he's worked on like uh, memetic for boom It's a great wee like, series yeah. that memetic um he's done like gotham
0: city garage and stuff as he's soon as you said the name i really thought cool of memetic there's also a sequel to it, cognetic oh is there yeah oh. it's just three issues yeah. as well <clears throat> memetic was Mimetic was a, a series that I loved simply because it's a great series for our times. It's uh, again, it goes back to the whole idea of you know of virus spreading, but it's basically if you look at this meme uh, online that you're gonna die within twenty four hours. Yeah. But of course, even though people are told if you look at this, you will die, people's natural curiosity get the better of yeah. them, and they keep looking at it anyway. It was only like a little three issue series, but it was uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, really unique
1: and really inventive, and um, they were they. Were, I was reading the thing like. They said their influences was one of my favorite mangas called like Uzumaki or Uzumaki or mm-hmm. something. Like it's about the spirals <clears throat> mm-hmm. and it's about spiral. Like the art style is so unique because it's kind of like they have spirals drawn in everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember the creator's name offhand, but it's it's beautiful. Like, okay. and I think that style carries through Mimetic.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent. I mean, just obviously expanded on that question. First thing you ever finished, when you do finish something any misery type traditions you indulge in you know do you pour yourself a nice glass of whiskey have a cigarette or do you go for a long walk in the countryside no, or
1: usually it ends up with just going to sleep yeah as sad as that sounds because it's <laughs> always like oh um yeah it's like oh my god thank god i finished that i just need to sleep now like mm-hmm. it's usually finishing something always kind of so ends it's that up sheer at like relief. 4 a.m in the morning and yeah. you're like ah oh, yeah that
0: sheer relief that weight off the shoulders and yeah. uh you know, that satisfaction of finishing off. But like,
1: I wish I could tell you, I was like, yeah, I just like light a smoke and have (laughs) six beers or whatever. But yeah, usually it's just like, yeah, I'm done. Thank God I'm done.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, you've obviously already chatted about the uh, project you've got going with Eric Donovan and so Mm -hmm. forth. Uh, But at the same time, you've mentioned that even if you're writing one story, you're spinning plates for so many others. Yeah. So I take it that's not the only thing you're working on at the moment. A few other things in the pipeline.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> so many things, on. Um, So we got... So obviously, like, I didn't really talk about it, but Tales of the Fraction Mind was, like, the big one for me. Yeah. Um, it was, like, my very first Kickstarter. It maybe got my name out there more than, like, all the kind of little stories I did. Because yeah. I did, like... I've had, like, maybe... Uh, Five or six short stories published in like different like anthologies But mm-hmm. um, Tales was like my own Yeah um, on My own because Roland's Roland's Calmness was like an amazing artist that worked on it But it was the first thing like I ever done And it was my like passion mm-hmm. Um, So we're working after that It's almost a year now that I finished it And have started doing conventions And at the very first convention I ever did Or no, I think it was the second the first one I ever did was QCon, which is one here in Belfast, which is great. And then the second one that I ever did was the MCM Belfast. Mm-hmm. And I met um, this really nice lady called Emma, who works for Inspire, who are like <coughs> a mental health charity here in Belfast, or like all over Northern Ireland. And so she was like, do you want to come up and take a creative writing class? And I was like, yes, obviously. <laughs> Um, and then I was like, I don't really know if I'm qualified, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. Yeah. That's sort of my reaction to everything. It's just like, I'm just going to do it. Why not? Um, so, yeah, I did that. And then things spiraled from there with them. Uh, we're actually working on something right now. Like a, um, it's sort of like, a, it's, gonna be a tw- it's not going to be an anthology. It's going to be like a 22-page story. Mm-hmm. Um, all about, like, they're big on, like, mental health, obviously, and, like, the idea for, like, recovery. Yeah. And like how um i think it's mostly to do with people with depression and it's about like how you're in a constant state of recovery so i'm gonna do hopefully i can i haven't found an artist yet but i've written the script so that's one of the projects and hopefully it's going to be like a big um like i love um paintings as well it's going to be like quite a salvador dali-esque mm-hmm. surrealist <clears throat> look at them yeah. um, it's going to be on like two planes like real life and then like what your headscape looks like yeah so we've got that i've uh, also got sirius which is um a comment you can like follow it on like twitter and all oh, i forgot to do the plugs oh come on Don't oh, worry. That, okay, that'll okay. Be, so fra- there'll be tons fra- fractured press on facebook uh yeah tales of the fractured mind at gmail.com if you want to get in touch i'll do it all at the end um but yeah there's this one called sirius um which is like Completely different, and it is picked up by a US publisher, a small one. Um, can't
0: give it away at the moment, but the announcement is coming soon. Um, I'm, so, am I allowed to say that I've seen a preview page or two from this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 is looking this is looking really lot, good, folks. It's very have. exciting. Um, um, but that's the arts by uh,
1: Anna Weiss check from Poland. Oh God. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. She'll be calling you and telling yeah, you how to phonetically you, you, say her name. You've got this wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's gonna do the art, Um the covers by Rafa Lobosco, who's done stuff for like dynamite and all, and he's a really cool guy. Um I met him at like a event in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Um so he did the cover for me and
0: And when you meet someone at an event like that, is it literally do you pitch to them on the day about that or No,
1: no, just um just kinda of talk to them about comics and then sort of like maybe a relationship forums and be like yeah. I really like your work like maybe I'd love to do something with you one time but I don't like corner people and yeah. be like do something for me um, but yeah he's he's like a really sound guy and then so we got that sorted um, Serious so it's like sci-fi horror it's very very inspired by The Thing HP Lovecraft yeah. there's we touch a Hellboy in there if that sort of sounds like your bag but um, if you look at it if you go on Facebook, it's like Serious Comic, or it's like facebook.com forward slash serious Comic,
0: if you want to have a look at it. And we should um, just specify that that's Sirius as in S-I-R-I-U-S. Yes. Because like most people star. would think of the word serious, yeah. I, I would imagine. It's like so. like
1: the dog star, the brightest star in the sky, that's what it is. Um. So if you look there, like all the art's black and white, and I wanted it to really feel like it was like, if you picked it up, it would look like this lost spooky comic from the 80s or 90s like this really cool outrageous like mysterious black and white comic Mm -hmm. um because like the thing it's set well it's not set in the 80s but it's like it's very 80s yeah and like i love like all this stuff from the 80s and i like analog things i like i don't want it to really be digital even though it probably will but i want people to like pick it up and look at it and just embrace it and then i have Oh, yeah, a lot of projects going Uh, (laughs) at the moment. We're trying to basically trying to finish up Tales of Fractured Worlds, which is the spiritual sequel to um, to Tales of the Fractured Mind. So it's another anthology all about sci fi. And but with Fractured Mind, it was all it was an anthology to create awareness about like mental health issues like dementia, depression, bipolar disorder. And but like this. Next one, this spiritual sequel is a bit more closer to my heart because it's all about environmentalism, how we treat like our planet. Um, it's stories about that. So I've got like loads of great creators working on it. It's not just Rollins. I've written all the stories, but there is about 10 11 different artists, mm-hmm. including Drew Moss, who's done stuff for Image, Rollins is back on a story, and um, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head but everyone is incredible and i'd urge you to go to like our facebook and look at some of dream Moss's mm-hmm. art um it looks incredible and i've got also yeah there's a lot of uh local talent in it involved yeah. as well that was a that was a big issue for me i wanted like a lot of irish and northern irish and uk artists yeah uh with like varying varying degrees of like experience and skill i wanted to like give people a break because some people need it and like i was in that position like maybe a while ago and just trying to get something out there yeah i know how hard it is so i just wanted like to be like oh hey yeah i i can give you that opportunity not to sound like super arrogant or anything but um that's exactly arrogant but doing
0: that you've you've had a few doors open for yourself and a lot of that's through your own hard work and dedication but you know, people say all the time, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. you do just need that one person to be like, look, here's an opportunity. Yeah. You know, and for you to invite them along to it. I mean, with fractured worlds, it was a really great story to follow. Um, I get the feeling for you, it was one of the hardest things you've ever done, was this yeah. Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> I mean, I understand that the Kickstarter, without talking about specifics and and values and stuff, but the money that you needed to raise for Fractured Mind was. X amount and for fracture words it was almost six times that amount, yeah, yeah. ten times that amount say, and I suppose that takes a big leap of faith, but also, you know, faith in your own writing that you can attract yeah. people to the project, and we were in touch quite a bit through this project. I mean, we did everything we could. We we obviously backed it ourselves. Yeah, we really, uh, really appreciate it. We we shared it through all of our social media channels. We spoke to customers about it. We tried to generate interest uh, in it, and you know. Through being in touch with Roddy, through this campaign, there were times he was maybe losing the faith a little bit. There was other times where he was shocked by how people jumped behind it. I mean, the amount of emotions you must have went through for yeah. that. I mean, it, it finally, it got fully funded, what was it, mere a minutes couple, or hours yeah, before the... I think
1: it was an hour before,
0: and then... Like, I was even watching it. I've, I've chatted yeah. to another local um, <laughs> artist called Mark Rehill. He's responsible for a, a title called Off Girl. And yeah, we had a
1: good- he, he he backed it towards the end <clears> as well. He was. <throat> well, this is
0: it. A- there's a couple of people that I
1: probably need to uh, get down on my knees and just be like, "Thank you so much." <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> maybe really clarify nice when you say yeah, it down on yeah, your knees and just uh, <laughs> be like, "Thank
1: you so much for," because him, he backed it towards the end, and he told me that you know he was like looking to like up.
0: Yeah, well, that's like if it that's didn't what we go, if it
1: didn't work, he was gonna put stuff up, and I think you guys were yeah. feeling that we, too. We we were
0: watching it with an hour to go, and if it had been say a hundred pound off or whatever, whatever it was gonna be with being that close, and that's what Mark and I were chatting about. We were like, look, if we have to make a sizable, you know, donation to get it funded, because you'd done all the hard work at that point. It was ninety eight percent funded yeah. or whatever, but you just need that final little bit. But it was satisfying as well that we didn't need to do that. You know, the interest yeah. was there and the people back in and the exposure there was the the there
1: there was another um another creator called uh, peter duncan mm-hmm. he does he does like splank and these really kind of cool retro comics he's mm-hmm. actually got i'll give him a give him a plug because he has a kickstarter going at the moment called cthulhu kids mm-hmm. and it looks brilliant but he was um he was messaging me at, at the end as well and he was like are you sure you're gonna be okay and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be really fine. It's gonna hit it. I kind of knew towards the end, like it was gonna make it. Yeah. So, like towards the last hour, I was like, Do you know what? Yeah, it it will. I've got like. That's when you pulled so out the many... six pack in the
0: smoke. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was that was a night of celebration. That was it was a really strange, strange Kickstarter. Yeah. Because the, I got really lucky with that first one. Um, there, I guess there's a lot of factors. Because fractured mind was like my goal was five hundred pounds, because I had finished like pretty much all the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, all I really needed was the money to print it. But my big, big difference with um, that and fractured worlds was fractured worlds was nowhere near like ready. Yeah, and I think that's my biggest learning learning curve from it. It was like I probably won't do that again. Yeah. Um, cuz like the like i made 3000 and like i'm so thankful to everyone that did it but i think in terms of kickstarter people like to see like they like to see it's almost a finished product they yeah. don't, they're not they're not necessarily going to be turned off by like the idea of it but they're less likely to back yeah. it if it's just an idea with like a few pieces of art like like i would probably be like oh well and even though I had one successful project, like mm-hmm. people were maybe hesitant, I think, maybe yeah. to go for it. But uh, and the, I think the mental health aspect of Fractured Mind helped it a lot, whereas like maybe people aren't so interested in like a, a very niche sci-fi, like environmental anthology, but hey, it made more money, so <coughs> maybe they are.
0: Well, I suppose uh, the bigger target as well is, again, that desire to work with different artists, you know, yeah, yeah. You know rather than just working with just the one. I mean, with um, Fractured Minds, obviously, we've already name-checked Rollins. We've been lucky enough to he's meet him a, a couple of times as legend. well. We Very actually, we do stock some of his man. stuff. Yeah, he's, um, he's doing fantastically well. I mean, Rollins, what, 22, 23
1: yeah, I think he's he's, he's early twenties anyway, right, and he's forging a path for himself. Every but, time
0: you talk yeah. to him, he's he's so busy with work. So, um, definitely keep an eye for his stuff. We keep some of his prints yeah. and and so forth in, in store. Uh, oh, that was a good plug. Oh, yeah, always, always. Plug. Well, the thing is, what what we like to do with um, with local stuff, and I mean, you know this yourself. If anything sells that a local artist gives us, or in Roddy's case, his book. You know, we, we don't actually keep any of the money ourselves. We, we had nothing to do with that creative process. Um, we actually, just any money that we make from those, um, those sales, we just give straight to yourself. You know, I, I PayPal'd in there a couple of days ago because we sold a couple of prints. Um, you know, we, we just want to showcase that stuff, and we had nothing to do with that creative process with Roddy. It's all good anyway, because as soon as I hand him the money for any sales, he just hands it straight back to me and you know, <laughs> buy stuff in store, so it's fine. You know, I, yeah. I like to play the long New game, comics. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's true. I mean, it's it's like with our local artist's corner as well. If something sells off, they're I always check with people, would you want it sold if it did sell? Yeah, and then the money just goes to the artist, it decorates our walls. You know, it's it's again about giving something back, so um. But uh, yeah, to move away from all that serious talk, of course, uh, this is one of the questions I was looking forward to asking, because I have no idea what the answer is going to be. Oh, right. Um, okay. Obviously, you're forging a path for yourself at the moment. You're working a lot within the indie community. Mm-hmm. But if you were to get that dream phone call, if one of the big publishers were to phone you and say, what character would you like to work on? You have carte blanche. uh you know, it could be DC, it could be Marvel, it could be something from the image catalog. I don't know. But if there was one character or series you could write for, what would it be?
1: See, I don't know if I'm gonna offend you here, because
0: you can't like
1: it. for me. Um, I think I'm very different than the sort of average comic fan. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like I love like I do love Marvel and I love DC properties. And, like, obviously, if somebody was to go, uh, here's Batman. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, I don't know if I'd be ready to write something mm-hmm. like Batman. Because I... Like, for me, the thought of writing, like, a story like that where you can't really... You can have endings, like, specific endings. But it's just, like, you're mostly writing, like, emotional journeys,
0: yeah. I guess. You're just like, writing the next step it, in a character's yeah, and journey. Yeah, like, space. that...
1: Like, to me, that would be amazing. But I don't think I'm really... I wouldn't be like ready for it uh-huh. uh, maybe I'll never be, but like when i when I look at those stories it's kind of daunting to me a yeah. little bit because i'm like hi where like where do you go with Batman what's already what's, what's not being done yeah, and like fair play like Tom King seems to be doing something completely new, mm-hmm. and I realize I've just gone off on like this random tangent not but top. um yeah, do you know what I think it but in fairness, I think my um my seven-year-old self would say transformers yeah yeah it would have to be so, and like obviously that like i've just contradicted myself but because like is there any more transformers stories that need to be told (laughs) i would actually um something transformers-y i'd really love to write beast wars because i really liked it Mm -hmm. i really liked beast wars it was very i don't want to say highbrow but like for a kid's cartoon it was very like existential and it had like mm-hmm. a lot of messages so I'd maybe go for maybe go for something like that um I'm not too sure in terms of a superhero I really like I really like Moon Knight
0: mm-hmm. well again that um, might factor in similar to your writing with you know Fractured yeah, Minds
1: I really liked um the is it the Jeff Lemire series Jeff Lemire yeah and
0: uh, it was, was it Greg Smallwood was on it yeah. I think he did
1: it. Prior to I that, it was he, Warren
0: Ellis. So yeah. Teclan Shelby, wasn't it? Yeah. Um,
1: <clears throat> but I mean, like, I wouldn't turn anything on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm available. That's a great <laughs> answer. I'll write anything, yeah. people. <laughs> but, um, um, like, I, no, I
0: understand what you're saying about it. I mean, with big characters you've got big exposure, you're being measured against people who've written it before. Yeah. You know, if you were to come along, for example, and say five years time and be offered Batman, you'd be like, geez, I'm going to be basically compared to all the greats of the industry for the last 50 yeah, years. Like, yeah, you know?
1: and then, it's almost like I like reading those stories, but I don't like, I don't think I like writing them. I'm more like, I would be more sort of like mini series, image sort mm-hmm. of uh, like writer. Um, I like, like one of the first comics I ever read was Mouse. Yeah, so that's that. That'll maybe indicate my uh, my sort of high bri- Classic. Yeah, and um, you know what? Like something that I've never really thought about. Um, it was over there in like Talisman. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I've never really thought about with like you guys, like how I, maybe you're not like connected, but there's a certain elements of like you're here in Smithfield and like Talisman was over there, so it's like it's a nice way, like, yeah. to have. But yeah, I. Yeah, I'll go for Beast Wars.
0: Yeah. yeah, Coming soon. That's it, yeah. Seven years time. he <laughs> will <laughs> probably get it picked up tomorrow, but it'll take seven years to publish. Yes, I'm sure. All those ed-
1: <laughs> uh, hopefully all those editors are listening to, to your podcast.
0: Well, suppose yeah. the, the, the natural position to go to from there, and maybe Beast Wars will be the answer, I don't know, mm-hmm. but what is your favourite, or maybe even Mouse is the answer, uh, what is your favourite comic series of all time? I mean, I know for me that there's two series that I read at least once a year every year Yeah, I read Watchmen once a year it's a oh, classic right. answer yeah, yeah. but once a year and I still notice different things in it and the other one is Why the Last Man which I just read at least once a year um, so you read all those volumes every year I've got three absolutes of it now ah, um, right. so yeah, yeah, I do have all the single issues as well I'm a bit obsessive about this series uh, but you don't touch those uh, I don't touch the singlet. Well, issue one's framed it on a wall and signed by BKB, uh, yeah, so yeah. it's uh, <clears throat> it's one of the pr- the treasured possessions. But uh, no, I'm just curious. I mean, uh, for, for what would be your favorite comic series? It doesn't have to be like Watchmen. Always sounds like a pretentious answer when you say it. I think because well, it's I so revered.
1: On earlier, so. Well, true,
0: true. <laughs> I mean, it could be anything. I, mean, I like the Schneider New Fifty Two Batman runs, very iconic yeah. to me. Um, even something like Spider Man Blue by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale um so just i mean is there one for you that you just never get bored of reading you never tire of reading it
1: Mm. it's a tough one well like my mice is my answer like Mm -hmm. um it's so powerful yeah i've never like when i was 14 i think it was 13 14 when i was reading it like i've i've never seen anything like it Mm -hmm. and i think i just picked it up because it looked like we're doing like nazi history and like in school and then I was like this oh there's a comic a book, book form. form of this <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and then I was like what what is this it's just um, I've never seen it I don't think I've ever read anything as powerful yeah Um, I've never read anything as like human and I love the way like comics can like it's an art like it's a beautiful yeah. art form like you can't you couldn't tell a story like that um, you couldn't you couldn't um, do those depictions in any other like form of media yeah Um and to tell something like that and to really like to put something out there about like being human and like telling these stories about all this pain and grief and like even just coming to terms with like what happened like and maybe some people never will like that's that to me is like the power of like the comic medium Mm -hmm. um but like there's other stories like i love you mentioned brian k vaughan pride of baghdad's like one of my i think i would probably read that every year good call Um, Good call and there, there's other things, like, um, I can't remember the creator's name now, but there's a book called Kinski. Mm-hmm. It's like a crime drama about a guy trying to get his dog back. Okay. And it's just, it's very funny and, like, it's very charming. Yeah. And, like, I love stuff like that as well. I love stuff with, like, really, really, just really funny funny mm-hmm. stuff. But it, it had, like, a tremendous heart as well. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. That's like, that's part um, of the
0: great joy of the indie medium. Like this, with the stories you're mentioning, there are endings.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: as you say, with something like Batman, you know, it there's always going to be another Batman comic coming out two weeks later, or you know, a new graphic coming out six months later, or whatever. But with it's why I guide a lot of people to the indie section, you know, because mm-hmm. and try and show that comics are more than just superheroes punching each other in the face. Yeah. And that's what something like <laughs> something like Mouse is a great example. You know that. Because you project so much of your own sort of beliefs into something like Mouse, I don't think it would have the same impact if it was an animated movie or yeah. it was a live action movie, because that's someone else's interpretation. You bring a lot of yourself to that comic, I think. Um, so that's a a, that's a great call. So, I mean, yeah, you're an active, you're like an active participant in it almost yeah. when you're reading it. No, I wholeheartedly agree, because how you read a character's voice in a comic will be different to how I read a character's voice yeah, in a comic, yeah. you know? you know you are influenced by different things in that way so um <clears throat> i mean just as a companion question to that do you have a favorite comic book based movie
1: oh um
0: i, I have an idea in my head one you might mention but i'm curious oh, really if, if, oh. if you don't you don't and then i'll, I'll bring it up but hmm. because there are there's a there's a few movies out there that you might not even know are based on comics yeah and there's one specific one that came out a few years ago that I just think would be right up your alley based on you know everything we've chatted about. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's no. called uh, History of Violence.
1: Yes, I've seen it. David yeah.
0: Cronenberg movie yeah. with uh, Viggo Mortensen. <clears throat> Again, originally it's a comic.
1: intense. Yeah. I've never read the comic no.
0: Neither have I. I have love seen loved, the movie? I absolutely yeah. love the movie. It's brutal. It's like absolutely a 90-minute movie. There's not, a, it, there's not an ounce of fat on it. It's yeah. lean. It's 90 minutes. It tells what it wants to tell, and it ends, and that's it. That's uh, what
1: I love. Um, I love that about movies, like and and about comics too. Um It's not just about being short, it's about like knowing what you want to tell. Yeah. And having and being so contained that there's no like fluff to it. Mm -hmm. Like uh we're talking about a quiet place earlier, and I won't spoil it because you haven't seen it, but it's like they could like go crazy with lore, Mm -hmm. but they just they are just like, do you know what? It's like 90 minutes, it's like a short intense story about mm-hmm. like family yeah but you would imagine in someone else's hands you can see what they would do and yeah. you would see like the history of everything and yeah you would just be like well, what is this Why yeah. are they doing this and you would
0: it's that confidence in, in your story and that's what A History of Violence yeah. was it was 90 minutes it was like we don't need to be 120 minutes we don't need to be a 3 hour movie um, so it's, it's one of my personal favourite examples of a of bit of a left field choice of a comic yeah, book movie shall definitely. we say <clears throat> blanking quite highly here
1: um, Spider-Man 2 has a special place in my heart mm-hmm. um, not the amazing Spider-Man 2 <laughs> just to um, clarify kids yeah probably showing our age here um,
0: well Spider-Man 2 came along at a time where there wasn't a comic book movie every couple of months you know yeah, Spider-Man they the movie- were big events oh big time
1: like, I loved um, <clears throat> and do you know what on a complete, completely different tangent because uh, i love music the um the soundtrack has gone missing mm-hmm. see all those spider-man movies they had like soundtrack like was it some 41 on the first one and that guy from nickelback mm-hmm. you don't really see it anymore um i know soundgarden had a song on the avengers but mm-hmm. that was really the last time i remember like yeah, it's more score based now. soundtrack it? Yeah. a big
0: song it's good point it's more score based now yeah. i think
1: because like that's um do you know there's like all those cheesy movies in the 90s like um three musketeers and mm-hmm. robin hood and all like oh Brian the, adams the, like the comic Brian adams was in business that,
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah but like the comic book movies kind of took that format of like the big blockbuster they're gonna hit you with like merchandise from every angle
0: yeah
1: and that's i'm still kind of stuck in that mode like that's kind of why I liked Spider-Man mm-hmm. too, because it was like a big event. <clears throat> Dr. Oct- Octopus was one of my favorite villains. I've um, done brilliantly in this. Yeah. It's like, it's, bit cheesy, like, like, it's a little cheesy. It's still tragic anime, as well. You know, but like, that's kind of what I expected at that time. And there's some parts that are brilliant, like it's horrifying as well when he first becomes Dr. Octopus. Oh, it's straight it's out brilliant. of Evil Dead. Yeah, like, all, the and all the shadows of all
0: the arms coming to life and stuff. It's a um, very horror based
1: just trying to think. Um, obviously, like Guardians of the Galaxy is probably well. There's an maybe, example of uh, a
0: soundtrack movie. Yeah, you know, Guardian soundtracks probably as iconic as the movie itself. Um,
1: I suppose that's all like older music, though. It's not like music created. I suppose, for it work. I, yeah, mean, yeah. I suppose that's why it works. Yeah, yeah. That's why it works. Also, set in the eighties, at the start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: I but mean, if you're talking movies with great fantastic. soundtracks, comic books. I mean, one of the ones, and again, it goes back to when I was younger, first seeing it, and I probably saw it long before I should have. Uh, was The Crew oh yeah yeah and yeah. it's still to this day it one of my favourite yeah. movies it's an amazing graphic novel if you've never read it highly recommend because it's not just like traditional comic panels it's paintings it's poetry yeah. it's uh, the short stories in it it's, it's a heartbreaking piece of work so it is but I just thought I'd throw that in there as another example of a, a great soundtrack for a yeah. great movie that you maybe don't see quite so it's much it. very anymore. Nine Inch Nails yeah and, uh, Suicide Squad tried to do it
1: i really didn't like suicide neither did
0: i because it felt
1: forced like oh yeah we'll just get like um black sabbath like because black sabbath haven't been in like every movie um i kind of felt that way about guardians of the galaxy 2 because they had um father and son like by cat stevens and like i kind of that yondi thing was a bit iffy for me anyway like
0: yeah. come at me anyway Help no at no me guardian people. guardian um, gardens too is a perfect example of uh father and
1: son's like everywhere and it was done better way better and like the boat that rocks and like there's a couple of other movies with it and then i'm just like like find different music like yeah. that's what kind of annoys me um it's kind of like there's a lack of creativity about that but um going back to it um favorite comic book movie? Hmm. It will
0: mean, will always be The Dark Knight you know it's uh, yeah. Infinity War has challenged that I have to say that's oh, I high, highly oh, idea. Yeah. and, and um, people who have listened to this podcast before they know how much it kills me as a DC fan to say that but Dark Knight still is like that was the event for me yeah, it's never been I, better
1: I still remember in the cinema Batman Begins mm-hmm. and when he flips over that card you're just like oh man oh, yeah. man I don't, taste that, the I don't know if that just like you. is ever going to be bettered, and that was like, I think Marvel have made yeah. a career on stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like say if you look tees? at the if you look at the um, structure of Iron Man, it's the exact structure of Batman Begins. Ah, yeah. Except yeah. instead of him, you know, not becoming Batman for an hour in the movie, he doesn't become Iron Man for an hour in the movie. He's in the the sort of guttural aspects of the world when Bruce Wayne yeah. traveling, learning his trade. Tony's stuck in a cave you know it's um. there's a lot uh, there's a lot to that actually but uh, no, well Marvel took that idea of a tease and they ran with it and yeah, nobody does better. It better You know, yeah. and sometimes they're just throwaway scenes that a normal audience wouldn't get I mean Guardians 2 is a good example there's a part in it in the post credit scenes where they say oh I shall call him Adam Oh, and they're clearly yeah. talking about Adam Warlock but like a normal nobody else would be like consumer world. just like huh what uh, show me more Baby Groot <laughs> uh, would be their element to that so um, I could probably name you more movies I really dislike comic book movies <laughs> oh but, um, I like the idea of
1: that but um, like cause, go on
0: name me your three worst like, comic book movies Then I
1: love I love like the Marvel movies are just you love them like yeah. most of them like you know um,
0: except Thor the Dark World hmm no one likes yeah, Thor The Dark World. Okay. Yeah, I like parts of it. I like parts of it. Um, Worst part is Thor The Dark World is directed by a guy called Alan Taylor. No, it's not me. Just so you're so clear. <laughs> also directed Sopranos and Game of Thrones quality stuff, but yeah. Dark World wasn't for me.
1: Okay, so Ghost Rider? First well, or second? We could probably put both of them in there, but um, I think first one's alright. Vengeance is just woeful.
0: I think the first one has some charm here, and the second one's terrible. It,
1: does have sam elliott who's like one of my favorite actors um but he's not very good in it he tries he tries god bless yeah. him like but um yeah spirit of vengeance just awful
0: yeah awful, uh, awful. i'll awful. agree i'll second that
1: but i kind of i think everyone kind of likes nicholas cage they they have a deep respect for his straight to dvd movies so <laughs> we kind of we kind of love him for it but um yeah um
0: well, it's not even oh, his directed DVD nine. stuff for Nicolas Cage for me, it's his uh holy trilogy of movies in the nineties, which were uh The Rock, Con Air and Face oh, off. off. Yeah. Three of the single three of the greatest wrong, like. action movies you'll ever see. Long before he became, you know, Ghost Rider. But <laughs> then the then the career just went downhill as well. So um but yeah, I mean I I could sit and talk movies all day. Yeah. All day long and I don't want to bore everybody out there. Um <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll just sort of wrap it up. Now I mean, obviously we've t- we've talked about uh your career so far. I mean, where do you hope to be in 5 years? I mean, I I know you're taking Ooh. I know you're taking some risks at the moment, mm-hmm. whether you want to chat about that or not in terms of devoting yourself to the craft. Yeah, um
1: well, whenever people ask me that question, I just go back to that '70s show mm-hmm. where I think it's Hyde has a job interview, and they ask him where do you see yourself in five years, and he goes prison. <laughs> um, so <laughs> hopefully that's not me. <clears throat> we'll do a follow up podcast if he goes to prison. Five people. years, uh, <clears throat> like I want to expand Fractured Press, mm-hmm. um, and part of me wants to really make it do like a yearly anthology and have. Have it, um, have it as a sort of charitable organization, because um, I've like done work for Inspire, and I think like I could, I could do some really good work like helping people, because mm-hmm. uh, like I think that's why I want to make comics. I want to get like my thoughts and feelings out there, but I want to, with fractured mind, I just wanted like to write stories that like would help people, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably my goal in the next five years is do more of that, but. Um, yeah, get myself out there doing like a lot more mini series. I, in five years, I'd probably say I'd love to have an image series. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems I'll to be the goal annoyed. of a lot of creators now. It's like it's not to... I. I don't want Marvel or DC. That would be nice, yeah. But um, I just want image. I want an image book. I love that. I love the logo, and I want um, I love the, even just the vibe of it. Um, you could say like. 90s early 2000s vertigo Mm -hmm. and that's sort of like my favorite era of comics oh golden period yeah but like image does that now like image you have (coughs) you can do anything yeah like with an image book you've got like a label of like pure like quality
0: and pure creativity and free yeah
1: freedom to do whatever you want and like my but like that's i kind of have a hard time sometimes with like maybe the label indie? Mhm. But um cuz you feel like ooh, indie is that good or is that bad? Is yeah. that does that mean like you're lesser or better? It's hard it's hard to know sometimes and I don't I don't know if I really want to be like a person like touring around conventions, yeah. like doing the same old stuff. Um I want to keep like having new books and keep putting stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Although um a guy Carla Rue, who's a ma- an amazing Irish artist, was telling me we went to decaf um we were like beside each other in Dublin mm-hmm. at this convention, and he was like, "Oh man, we're like rock stars like uh rock stars in the seventies, like doing all these shows promoting like an album, like, yeah. for like two years, and then you come out with the next album um so that's kind of like music's my big thing, so I want to just keep that spirit alive just keep keep doing what I'm doing really, and just yeah. pushing." get serious, probably is the next big venture, and then just take steps from there.
0: and Get to where I wanna go. Yeah, okay. excellent. And what about you? <clears throat> uh, oh, turning, the, turning yeah. the question around on me. Um, <laughs> Who's the interviewer <clears throat> I'm more interested in where I'll be five weeks from now than five <laughs> years from now. Um, obviously, as everybody knows, we're moving store, we're expanding, you know, a lot of that is, well, not even a lot of that, all of that is due to the, the customer base we've established in our year. Um I mean, from a personal point of view, in any business you 're in it to make money, you know, mm-hmm. pay the bills, whatever. but I had this thought the other day that uh we 're coming to the end of our first year, and I could have actually paid myself a little bonus, mm-hmm. but instead of doing that, I thought, you know what screw it let 's make the store bigger and that's that 's kind of my mentality that's, I just love all this stuff, and I love to try and create an environment where people are comfortable. I love an environment where people are they can come in and talk about whatever they want and not have business suits looking at them like they do in Starbucks, like grown-ass people talking about comic books. Uh, so we, we just want to be bigger and better, as simple as that, you know, more emphasis on the better than bigger. Um, yeah. I mean, if we had to stay where we are for now, I'd still be happy, but we just want to offer more for people, just, you know, show our love of the medium, just similar to, you know, yourself. Uh, we want to support more local people, we want to get more of a little bit of a local section next door as well. So uh yeah I think nice. I think the key part from for both of us certainly is you know the future is exciting yeah yeah definitely you, know?
1: you just gotta keep on doing what you're doing
0: cause... well if you stand still you know you stagnate I think you know yeah. so you know anybody who knows who they've been to the store in our first year it's moved around four or five times <laughs> it's the layouts changed the uh, different things have changed but uh,
1: yeah but I think that's really cool because you keep um, you keep reinventing it almost yeah. so people are gonna come back.
0: Yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully, as I say, five weeks from now, it'll be a more interesting uh, question to me than five years. Um, Five <laughs> yeah. years' time, I hope to be able to... Um, if I had to give one future two goal... Two
1: Coffee and Heroes stores?
0: Um, possibly. I mean, if I had to give just one thing, I would. if there was one thing I could change about the store, and a couple of regulars will know this, it's the ability to open whenever we want. Obviously, with Smithfield, we're slightly tempered with when we can open. And a lot of that's not to do with just being open all day or anything like that, but I'd love to do things like do a movie night, you know, just get a projector, watch Superman 78, you know, in store after hours, you know, that kind of thing. So there will always be things we want to do in the future, but again, that goes back to the whole idea of never wanting to stagnate. Yeah. Um, So, but uh, I would say, given the amount of effort this move has taken just to go next door, (laughs) we're not planning to move again, people, for. (laughs) For two years minimum at
1: least another year
0: uh, two years don't quote me on a year <laughs> two years <laughs> there thereabouts, so um, but yeah we'll, uh, we'll sure we'll, we'll wrap it up there we'll uh, as I said I just want to say thank, thank you very yeah, much to Roddy thanks for having me we've uh, been trying to get this together for a couple of weeks just yeah. obviously Roddy's busy guy we're busy ourselves um But we'll obviously finish off with you know throw as many plugs out there as you can
1: plugs of course the plugs absolutely Um, i mean the plugs where you can find all of roddy's work you can find i'm on twitter i'm not a big fan of twitter but uh yeah at roddy mccance r-o-d-d-y-m-c-c-a-n-c-e that's me um i have a few like different accounts there's a fracture press account which is just fracture press um there's also a fracture press facebook thing which is pretty good that's where i'm most active i would mm-hmm. say um so like talked a lot about it like inspire stuff what's happening with that um a lot of the fractured press books like tales of fractured worlds tales of the fractured mind and if there's anything else new coming up and then we've got like a serious uh, facebook page as well where there's cool stuff and yeah um yeah and i think that's it
0: now oh, if there's do anything you, else I'll, any anything else i'll throw in the comments yeah. section um no i just always say the same thing you know where we are guys but just in case you don't smithfield market back of castle court um as long as the market's open we're open so open the 5 30 every day so uh yeah that's us so once again just want to say thanks to roddy Um, and i hope to make this maybe a, a part of a series you know if there are any local artists or creators writers out there you want to sit down have a chat you know plug your work as well of course uh but just to sit down have a chat and show that there are you know great creative minds out there you know just hit us up you know whether it's on facebook or twitter whatever um so yeah but that'll do for today so once again cheers thank
1: you cheers